Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about rye and everything to do with rye. And to do that, I have brought on or back on Kimberly Roberts Spinakovich. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, Martha. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's so nice to have you back. Uh, We've been kind of communicating uh, for a while for many reasons, yes. which is wonderful. <laughs> and I was I was so excited to, to get you back on the show. Kimberly, last time she was here, talked about Via the Village, which if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. It's fantastic. And Via the Village is building and building uh, all the time. And so if you haven't checked it out yet, go check it out. We'll give you more information on that towards the end. Um, but before we get started talking about rye, let's hear a little bit about your background. Yes. So I've been a nanny for almost 18 years now. I started nannying right out of high school. Um, I taught kindergarten for two years and then was offered a high profile position as a nanny. Ooh, so yeah. could not pass that <laughs> opportunity up. Um, it was amazing. Great experience. I've gone on, uh, since then, to work with many other wonderful families. I currently work in Hyde Park as a nanny household manager uh, for two girls, ages seven and nine. Nice. And I also have a three-year-old son Yeah, who uh, gets to come to work with me. So it's really fantastic. Yeah, which is wonderful. And yes. we will be recording an episode sometime in the future about that journey from being a nanny to being a mom and then being both. (laughs) A nanny mom. (laughs) A nanny mom. Um, Awesome. So, and we will talk a little bit about that in this episode too, of of managing those different parenting styles Mm -hmm. and bringing them together. So great. Let's talk about rye. Uh, First of all, what is rye? (laughs) (laughs) So RIE is actually an acronym, R-I-E is how it's spelled, and it stands for Resources for Infant Educarers. And an educarer is basically anyone who educates and cares for a child. Yeah. Um, so teachers. Right, teachers, parents, nannies, family parents, members, yeah. yes, and nannies. And RIE is a parenting philosophy uh, based on respect. 
So it teaches us not only to respect babies, but to show them respect each time we interact with them. So by treating them like unique, cognizant human beings instead of... Instead of just little lumps. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Or Um, not helpless objects, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Rye was founded by Magda Gerber, who was a Hungarian educator, and she based Rye on both her own parenting experiences and also the work that she did with Emmy Pickler, who was a pediatrician uh, in Hungary who ran an orphanage that used gentle, respectful caregiving methods. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... Um, I bet that was so positive. Yes, yes. <laughs> and she, she talks about it a lot in uh, her books. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that... I've read several of her books, actually. Um, The one that I usually suggest people start out with uh, is called Dear Parents, Caring for Infants with Respect. Nice. And in that book, she talks uh, a lot about her experience working in the orphanage and uh, working with Emmy Pickler, who uh, was a pediatrician. She Mm -hmm. also worked with uh, a pediatric neurosurgeon. Um, So a lot of her... Uh, philosophy is research, brain research based. Yeah, which <clears throat> so is great. As a, an educator, yeah, um, I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. So there are seven principles of Rye, and mm-hmm. I, I can go through them really quickly. The first is um, respecting the child. Yeah. Obviously, it's based on respect. Developing a child's authenticity or their sense of self mm-hmm. uh, by listening, observing, and acknowledging. Um, trusting the child's competence. So trusting that a child will explore what they are interested in and will do what they are ready to do when they're ready to do it. Great. Engaging in sensitive observation. So sensitive observation basically means that you are quietly observing. You're not like, don't do this. Exactly. Yes, you are not helicoptering. (laughs) Right. Um, You are sitting back. You are allowing the child to do whatever they, you know, whatever they are engaged in, whatever they feel like doing, obviously within safety. Right. No Um, forks and sockets. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Um, and the sensitive observation, the reason for that is to understand the, the infant's communications and needs. Yeah. Um, so instead of rushing in and trying to fix, you know, when a baby is crying, you just you just wait, you mm-hmm. know, and kind of, hmm, I wonder what's going on. You, you become like a scientist right. and a, an observer. Yeah. Um, and something that I hear in that that I think is really important is that um, presence yes. that you do need to be observing, correct, uh, yes. and and playing that scientist role. Yes, not just like they're doing whatever they want right. and I'm doing whatever I want. Yeah, and, and there is there is time for that for mm-hmm. sure um, in Rye, but one of the uh, important aspects of Rye is something called wants nothing quality time or mm. WNQT mm-hmm. uh, for short. So basically what that means is you are in your child's play space, you're sitting back, you're quietly observing, you're seeing what they're interested in, you're seeing what they're learning about, yeah. um, seeing what holds their interest and you, your child or the child you're caring for feels your presence. They mm-hmm. feel your love. They feel um, 
that connection. And, um, it's just, it creates a sense of safety and security for the child so that you can step away and say, okay, I'm going to go and do the dishes right now. You can keep playing, but I'll be back or I'll be, you know, close by if you need me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I found that these methods, not only does it, you know, I, I've had so many nannies ask me, you know, the, my nanny kid can't play independently. Mm-hmm. How do I, you know, get them to play independently so mm-hmm. I can have a minute to myself? Well, Magda explains that through Rye, you have that connection time, that, you know, hyper focus, if you yeah. will, yeah, on your child. And you you fill them up with love and attention and then you're able to leave them alone to do independent play because they feel safe and secure. Yeah. So um, I found that my son can play on his own for close to an hour mm-hmm. a lot of times because we've been doing, we've been practicing these methods since he was a baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a kind of nanny win this week along those lines of mm-hmm. um, I always tell my littlest one if I'm, you know, going upstairs to put a dish away or mm-hmm. whatever um, and he's playing independently. Uh, I tell him where I'm going to be and I'm, I say I'm going to be in the kitchen if you need me um, right. and then I'll be back. And uh, and so I like started walking up the stairs because I I can't even remember what I was going to do, but I didn't say anything to him. Okay. And he goes, Marfa, if I need you, where can I find you? Oh, that's <laughs> excellent. And I was like, that's a great question. I'm so yes. sorry that I didn't communicate yes. thank that. thank you for asking. Yeah, thank you for asking. <laughs> that's in great. In such a polite way. Yeah. Wow. How old is he? He's four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then uh, another super important important principle of Rye is involving the child in caregiving rituals. Mm-hmm. So whether that's diaper changes or meal times or bath time, bedtime routine, um, you are getting them involved, allowing them to hold the clean diaper or brush their teeth first before you do it or, you know, shove their arms into their sleeves. Even, mm-hmm. you know, young, young infants can do those things um, and want to do those things. They right. want to be involved. And the other part is uh, during those caregiving rituals, you are completely present, completely focused on the child, and you're active and engaged and creating this... Um, loving experience right um where everyone is is having a a mutual good time yeah yeah (laughs) um and one of the things that I love about this uh principle of rye is that it makes those times of caregiving so much easier Mm -hmm. you don't have the struggles to get the diaper change you don't have the teeth brushing battles you don't have the you know screaming at bedtime or the asking a million times for more water or (laughs) you know another story like your child is filled up with that connection time and then they are able to disengage from you 
happily. Right. And it's just, (laughs) I mean, when I first started doing it, I did not believe that it would make a difference, but it it does. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I mean, yeah, I'm going to start using more of that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Another principle, uh, which is super important is creating a safe space or a yes space Mm. for the child. Um, And a yes space is basically the way that uh, Janet Lansbury, who is uh, someone who is, um, she trained with Magda Gerber, she's Mm -hmm. a Rye specialist, Um, she teaches Rye uh, parenting classes and nanny classes in LA, Um, she's written a couple of books, Uh, really great resource. She explains a yes space as a space for your child that is completely safe. Mm. For example, if you were to, st- if your child was in their yes space and you were to step outside and the door closed behind you and your child was stuck in the house until the fire department came right. <laughs> to unlock your door, you would not have to worry that your child would harm themselves. Okay. Yeah. So completely enclosed, completely safe objects, no like scarves or, um, you know, nothing sharp, nothing that they could stack and then climb on top of. So, you know, a safe place and a yes space. What she means by that is a space where a baby can or a toddler can explore their environment without having to hear, no, 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 don't touch that. No, that's dangerous. Don't do that. You know, get down from there. Um, it's a yes space. They can do whatever they want to do in their yes space. Yeah. And it's so important for children to have not only that type of space, but that type of playtime where they're not constantly being corrected and redirected and they can just follow their interests and, you know, do what they want to do. Yeah. I can, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another principle of Rye that's very important is offering time for uninterrupted play and mm-hmm. free exploration, which we sort of talked about with the, the safe space or the yes space. But this also uh, goes with outdoor spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, being out in nature, being outdoors as much as possible is really important for all children. Um, but especially if you want your child to be self-sufficient, right. um, be adventurous, be curious. Mm-hmm. That outdoor uh, time is very important. Um, and then setting and sticking to firm yet loving limits okay. is yeah. probably the hardest mm-hmm. principle of Rye to follow uh, for everyone. I don't care if you're a teacher, you're <laughs> a nanny, you're you know a parent. The reason we have trouble with this is because we feel uncomfortable with the child's feelings. Right. We don't want children to be upset. Mm-hmm. It hurts our hearts. <laughs> right. So we want to fix it and we want, you know, to, we want them to like us. We want to be, you know, that person for them. And what Rye explains is that our children need us to be their strong, confident leaders. Mm-hmm. They need to know we have their back. They need to know that they're safe with us and that we will set limits and follow them and be consistent. Yeah, yeah. Because it is disconcerting when, I mean, I I still 
remember teachers in school where it seemed like the rules changed. Yes, they were wishy-washy. Yeah, and you don't feel safe in that. And the thing about when a caregiver is wishy-washy is that it it is a child's, uh, a, a child is naturally going to test limits. Right. So when they don't know where that limit is, they're going to test it more and more and more until they find it. Yep. And by setting strong, you know, by being a strong, confident leader and by setting those firm but gentle limits, you're telling your child, this is my line. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm okay with. This is what I'm not okay with. Right. And they will, you know, it, that's not to say they're still not going to test limits because they, they will. Are. <laughs> yeah. But you are creating that dialogue, creating that relationship with the child to say, these are my needs. Mm -hmm. This is what I need from you. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a study, and I didn't, I don't have it in front of me and I didn't pull it up, but something about um, intermittent reinforcement is actually like, like literally crazy making if it if it happens with no pattern then your brain naturally will try to find the pattern correct and And so so you test even more yes yes you're like well this happened last time but (laughs) I bet something different will happen this time so maybe you know like where is that (laughs) Where, where is that line yeah um yeah, so it's it's a lot of, and, and what I what I like to tell nannies and parents who who come to me for consulting, mm-hmm. um, is rye parenting and rye caregiving takes a lot of self discipline mm-hmm. and self reflection. You can't tell a child what your limit is if you don't know what your limit is. Yeah. So you need to be very attuned to your body mm-hmm. and to to be able to examine your feelings and to say, you know, so for example, the other night I was giving my son a bath and he was splashing in the water and I said the splashing is getting a little out of control. I'm, I'm getting some, you know, drops on me. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Could you please stop splashing? And he said yes. And then, of course, went right back to splashing. Right. And I said, I f- I'm feeling very uncomfortable right now because I don't like getting wet. So I need you to stop splashing or we're going to have to get out of the tub. And he said, okay. And he kept splashing. Mm-hmm. And I said, I see you still want to splash, but I asked you to stop. I don't like getting wet. I'm going to get you out of the tub now. Mm-hmm. And he protested and he, you know, cried and let me know that he was upset. And I acknowledged his feelings mm-hmm. and, you know, said, I, I understand that you're upset. You really wanted to stay in the tub, but I, I don't like to be wet. And, you know, I asked you to stop splashing. Right. Um, so I had to know where my limit was right. in order to set a firm limit for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great example. Is there room in Rye for, um, like, let's say drumming uh, is totally fine with you most days, mm-hmm. but one day you quit caffeine <laughs> or you're trying to give it up and you have a very bad headache yes is there room in rye to say like i know that this is usually acceptable Mm -hmm. but 
today I have a really bad headache and that's hurting my head. Yes. Um, yes, there, there definitely is. And the reason that there is is because Rye is not only about respecting the child, but it's about expecting mutual respect. Mm-hmm. So when you treat a child with respect, they will in turn learn to treat you with respect as well. Yeah. So if you, you know, if your child is drumming and you say, buddy, listen, <laughs> like, I know you love drumming. I love listening to you drum. Today, my head hurts. <laughs> Could right. you please, um, you know, stop drumming for just a little while? Mm-hmm. Um, your your child will learn to, to respect those limits. Yeah. Um, maybe not at first, because of course they're going to test, but it's okay to say, I'm not okay with you continuing to drum. I'm going to take the drumsticks away now. Right. I, I know you're upset by that. I know you want to keep drumming, but I, I can't let you do that right now. Yeah. Okay, great. I was just curious. Yeah. Because, yeah, I know sometimes, like, you know, your own body is just different. Right. Yeah. <laughs> different no, that's, days. A, that's a great question. So Rye is geared towards babies. Yes. Geared right? towards infants. Yeah. Um, but does it work with older kids as well? It does. Rye works fantastic with children of all ages. Yeah. Um, I bet some of the principals would work with adults it as well. It sure does. <laughs> Don't tell my husband. <laughs> right. Actually, my husband knows when I'm rying him. <laughs> it's like a running joke in our house. Yeah, I um, bet. Yeah, but no, I mean, all children want to be seen and heard, mm-hmm. and all children want to feel like someone gets them, and that's what respectful caregiving is all about. Right. It's about acknowledging feelings, letting them know that you hear them, that you see them. It's about setting respectful boundaries and limits and being a strong, confident leader, which helps older children feel safe. Yeah. It, you know, it, it just, it works with everyone yeah and I actually read a blog post and I'll put it up on uh Facebook on Chronicles of Nanny's Facebook but it was a a mom talking about how she did rye when her kids were infants and then kind of let it go for a while uh you know as life happened and uh and whatnot and then she was like, oh, this is getting out of control. I'm going to start doing it again. And she was like, I wonder if it'll work for the for my older kids. And she did it really hardcore yes. for a week. And she mm-hmm. was like, it does work. Yes. <laughs> I, I have a similar story. Um, so I first discovered Rye when I was nannying for a one-year-old little girl and the family uh, practiced Rye. And... They actually, I, I'm still to this day, I'm not even sure that they consciously knew that that's what they were doing. Right. But when I kind of did some research into like the specific ways that they were speaking with their daughter and um, different things that they were doing, Rye popped up and I was like, oh, this is what they're doing. <laughs> like this makes total sense. Um, and then I used it when my son was born uh, and with, you know, subsequent Um, nanny families as well but I when I was younger and into college I used to be a gymnastics instructor Mm -hmm. so uh, on the weekends there are 
gymnastics classes for older children. My parents own a gymnastics facility in Northwest Indiana. So sometimes I go and help out. Um, And I hadn't, because I didn't live in the area, I hadn't been back to the gym since I started uh, implementing Rye. Mm -hmm. And I was working with a group of nine and 10 year old girls. And I thought, what, I wonder what would happen if I just, you know, tried out some rye um, principles. Yeah. And sure enough, one of the little girls uh, came over and, and wanted to tattle on another little girl who was telling her um, that she didn't want her to, she was in her space mm-hmm. and she, did, she wanted her to move away. And I said, I hear what you're saying. You're, this girl told you that she didn't like you in your space. And, uh, and how did that make you feel? And she said, oh, I didn't like that. And I said, well, could you tell her maybe? Just go over and say it. I don't like when you say that to me. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she went over and she said, I don't like when you say that to me. It, it doesn't make me feel good. And the other girl said, oh, I'm sorry. And then back to friends. Wow. And, you know, it was just like I could have very easily said, stop tattling, go back right. in line. We're not talking about this right now. But I took, you know, 10 extra seconds and said, I, I hear you. Yeah. I see you. You're upset. How can we fix this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and more importantly, how can you fix it? Right. You know, right. So I'm not fixing it for yeah. you. I believe that you can do this on your own. Yeah. Which, what a great gift. Right. <laughs> uh, because then, yeah, we're not always going to be there. Right. To yes. mediate. Yes. Um, awesome. Uh, yeah. So how does it look with, I mean, you just gave some really good examples, but um, are there more specific examples of like how it looks with babies who don't uh, have the ability to speak yet versus children who can speak because I I would think those would be different yes so it definitely does look different um for example a typical day for a baby um typical rye day for a baby (laughs) (laughs) um a a rye baby may start his day with a parent greeting him from the side of his crib um and asking him if he's ready to be picked up Good morning. I hope you slept well. Can I pick you up now? And waiting for a response for the baby. Uh, Now, if the baby is a newborn, they may not respond because they probably don't understand what you're saying yet. But the thing about Rye is that from the beginning, you speak to your child as if they can understand you because Mm -hmm. eventually they will. And why not start as early as possible with that respectful back and forth type of relationship? Yeah. Uh, So... I have actually found that babies as young as two months old uh-huh. can respond to simple questions like, can I pick you up? Nice. And you'll be, you would be amazed. Yeah. Um, so the, the, you know, parents may ask, <clears throat> can I pick you up now? Uh, let's go over and change your diaper. If, if the, the child is older, maybe you ask them, would you like to hold this clean diaper while I change you? Or would you like to hold the diaper cream? Mm-hmm. Um, can you lift your bottom up so I can slip this clean diaper underneath? Thank you. Um, would you like to help me put your legs in your pants now? Okay, I'm, I'm ready. You know, we're all done. 
can I pick you up now? And you, you wait for a response. Um, the child may reach their arms up. They may um, stiffen their body in response to you picking them up. Uh, so Rye really stresses that those times of caregiving should be unhurried, cooperative, uh, in- intimate, and mutually enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. When you're working with an infant, <laughs> a lot of times you got time. Yes, you have all the time in the world. Especially as a nanny. Correct. Like, I, yeah. I know for right. parents that's not always the case. But for a nanny, that's that's your job. Yes. <laughs> so I have all day. <laughs> yep. You're like I'm. I'm just yes. here to right. support you. Right. Exactly. Which is the beauty of being a nanny. Correct. <laughs> um, so then, uh, after diaper change, uh, the child may be ready to play independently in their in their safe space or their yes space, um, leaving the caregiver to quietly observe or potentially put dishes away or start breakfast. Um, then during meal times, so Rye um, suggests that parents and caregivers do not use high chairs because they are restricting, mm-hmm. uh, restrictive for a child. Mm-hmm. So for younger infants, you hold the baby in your lap and you uh, spoon feed them. For more mobile toddlers, they suggest getting a small table with small mm-hmm. chairs and uh, sitting across from the child, offering them a variety of different foods and allowing the child to choose what they eat and how much they eat and then allowing them to choose when they're done. Mm -hmm. So the child, when they're finished, they get up and leave the table. Yep. Do they, uh, if they can speak... Are, do you encourage them to check in with you before they leave the table just yes. to say, like, I'm done? Yes. So with my son, um, we taught him to, to say, I'm all done. Please may I get down. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, or please may I be excused. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so yes, mm-hmm. the, it is encouraged. Because uh, I would think that would be part of the... Correct. The the mutual respect. Yes. I'm going to leave the table now. (laughs) I don't like when people just walk walk away away from me. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Um, So then after breakfast, the toddler may choose um, to have more independent playtime. They, you know, you may have an outing to go to or a class to go to. Um, Outdoor time is very important. and uh, Rye also stresses uh, interactions with our other infants yeah. are very important. So um, let's say you go to an infant playgroup. A, a Rye infant playgroup looks very different than right. a regular infant playgroup. Uh, in a Rye playgroup, you will see the caregivers sitting around the edge of a circle with the children in the middle. Uh, the caregivers are quietly observing the children. They are... There's minimal adult interaction except for things like blocking bites and hits and, mm-hmm. you know, um, separating children when they're crawling on top of each other um, or when a child is is feeling uncomfortable or, or getting hurt. Um, they also do a lot of sports casting, which mm-hmm. basically just means um, saying out loud what you see. Right. So uh, let's say, for example, your child has a toy and another baby comes over and takes it away. You might, instead of you know taking the toy back from the other infant and giving it to your child, you might say, 
you had the ball and now Tommy has it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. You, it, you know, your child will either accept that and move <laughs> on to something else or your child will try to get the ball back. And if they do, you can say, now you're trying to take the ball from Tommy. You know, if Tommy's okay with that, great. This is how infants learn how to interact. Mm-hmm. They do not need adults to interact in those situations. That's not how they learn. Right. So um, it is a lot of observation. <clears throat> the gist is that babies need to figure out how to play together. Mm-hmm. And they do this by taking toys from one another mm-hmm. and pulling each other's hair and, you know, climbing on top of each other. It's the the caregiver's job to make sure that nobody is getting hurt. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they just let babies be. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. The, I mean, it sounds very difficult. <laughs> yes. And it is. It is for sure. And especially when you are a rye caregiver and you are around non-rye caregivers mm-hmm. it's can be difficult because other parents often expect you to intervene right uh, if your child takes a toy from their child, they may not be okay with you just saying, you took that toy from that boy <laughs> and not saying, oh, no, 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 we have to share, give that back and, you know, right. apologizing profusely to the other parent. That's that's not how right works. And right. a lot of times that can be difficult mm-hmm. uh, when you're in non uh groups yeah yeah so nannies out there if you're listening to this and you're like oh that explains yeah that one time (laughs) just keep in mind that there's lots of different styles right yes and it doesn't mean that that parent is not paying attention or is being too permissive or you know right um it may just be be that they are using a different parenting style Mm -hmm. um so let's see in the evenings the infant would be told that soon it will be bedtime. Uh, in a little while, we're going to go upstairs. We're going to take a bath. We'll put your pajamas on. We're going to read a book. We'll sing a song, and then I'm going to put you in your crib. Um, it's a lot of talking about things before they happen so mm-hmm. that the, the infant can not only be aware of what's going to happen, but can adjust mm-hmm. uh, to what's coming up next. So you give them time to process what's going to happen instead of just rushing them through the activities and then placing them in their crib and going, why are they screaming? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So letting them know what's going to happen before it happens helps to give them a sense of calm and consistency, which actually allows them to sleep better and to fall asleep faster. Um, You have less bedtime struggles. Everyone is happier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's fantastic. (laughs) Um, My most recent uh, nanny child, uh, I call him the best sleeper in the world Uh because he, uh, I used rye methods with him uh, since he was very young. Mm -hmm. And his parents, when I came in, already had him on a fantastic schedule and I continued uh, with the Rye Methods. And this child, I mean, took two two-hour naps a day, wow. went to bed at 8 p.m. every night, woke up at 8 a.m. every night, did not wake up in the middle of the night. I mean, it was just 
and yeah. he would tell me he was ready for bed um, you know sign to me night night yeah um, he would point to the the stairs to go downstairs <laughs> when he was tired like he was happy to go to sleep right um, and it was just it was all about that you know that calmness and that consistency and he knew what to expect yeah and that's so important yeah. with infants but you know with children of all ages yeah Oh, I wish we had talked about that and uh, <laughs> bedtime fears. Oh, yes. But yeah, if you listen to that episode and it's still not working, maybe try some of these things because uh, that sounds like a dream. Yes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so how do you incorporate, I mean, you've kind of talked through some of the ways that you incorporate rice strategies into nannying and into into your parenting. Mm -hmm. um, but how how have you found the balance of... Because uh, not all families are rye families yes. um, that you nanny Most for. Most are not. Most yeah. are not, yeah. And so um, are there ways to, like, like broccoli into, into uh, macaroni and cheese? Are there ways to sneak <laughs> it in? You know, there are. Yeah, there, there really are. Um, the great thing about rye that I've found is that usually you don't have to do much explaining about the process of rye. Mm -hmm. People will see the way that you interact with your child or with your nanny kids and they'll say how can I be more like that right yeah what are you doing that I'm not doing <laughs> how can I learn you know to be more like this mm -hmm. and I'll say these are my resources this is the philosophy that I use this is what has worked for us um with my nanny families I do a lot of modeling mm-hmm I make sure to model uh, respectful speaking, respectful caregiving uh, in front of them. Yeah. And often I'll find that they very naturally will pick up these things. Mm -hmm. uh, so, for example, asking a baby, can I pick you up before just grabbing them off the floor and, um, you know, whisking them away with no right. warning. Um, babies don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. makes them kind of fussy most yeah. of the time. Um, adults wouldn't like that either, right? Yeah. So if there was if there was a being that could just right, whisk us exactly. away, you would not be happy. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I found that a lot of times with the more general rye philosophies, uh, modeling is the best way to get. Uh, parents on board yeah um do you when you interview with new families mm -hmm. do you talk about it I do not specifically I don't call myself a rye nanny right um, because I'm not I'm not right. a certified rye nanny um I call myself rye-ish yeah <laughs> <laughs> um because I use a lot of gentle parenting uh strategies and philosophies but I don't um there is a lot about rye that I don't follow mm -hmm. um that there are a lot of things that I feel are very rigid. There are a lot of things that, uh, for example, rye was created in the 70s. There's mm -hmm. been a lot of uh, new research since the 70s. Um, the rye philosophy has not changed to keep up with that research right. and recent developments in you know uh, neurology and, and brain development in children. Um, 
certain things like Rye does not uh, endorse baby wearing. Mm-hmm. They don't endorse um, the use of uh, jumpers or walkers or or any other like rockers, right? Uh, rockers, anything. Basically, they don't endorse anything, a- any position that you put a child in that they can't get out of on their own. Okay. Um, so if you put a child in a in a baby carrier, uh-huh. um, they can't get out of that right. on their own. Now, I understand, mm-hmm. you know, the the gist of that, but I also understand the benefits of baby wearing, mm-hmm. and I feel that the benefits highly outweigh <laughs> the, you know, what Rye is saying are the detriments right. to baby wearing. Um, I feel, I, and I've always felt that when I have a baby in a baby carrier, I am looking to them to let me know when they're done, mm-hmm. when they want to get down. I'm not, you know, they're not in prison. Right. <laughs> you know, right. they can they can move freely. They can get down when they want. I'm I'm still taking their needs and wants into consideration when while baby wearing. Right. Um and I as I was hearing you describe um the yes space, mm-hmm. I was thinking as a nanny that could potentially be difficult to manufacture in a home that Correct. is not yours. In a home that isn't yours, <laughs> yes. Um, and I, uh, that was actually one of my struggles. One of yeah. my biggest struggles um, was convincing uh, the families that this was something that their child would benefit from. Right. And most of the families, you know, their um, objection was we don't want to put our baby in an enclosed space, right. like a, a baby prison. And while I can understand that, you know, the alternative is either baby proofing your entire house top to bottom mm-hmm. or never taking your eyes off the child or, you know, following them around all day saying, no, 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 don't touch that. Don't do that. Leave that alone. You know, stop banging on that. Right. Um, so, and who yeah. wants to do any of those <laughs> things? I don't have the energy to Not do those I. things. <laughs> yeah. So I, okay, yeah, I, I can totally see both sides of that. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm thinking through my uh, nanny family's former and present, and I'm like, it would be difficult. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times uh, with my former nanny families, I would have to get creative and use furniture Mm -hmm. and um, toy boxes and things to kind of create, you know, a a yes space for the child. Mm -hmm. Um, And even with younger infants, their yes space can be a pack and play. Right. Um, I I don't recommend that it is their crib because that's, you know, that should be for sleep. Yes. Um, But a portable, you know, pack and play is a wonderful, safe space for an infant. Right. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Um, what have been some of your greatest, uh, successes with this? You've kind of spoken about with your son and... Yeah. So I love this question because my greatest success is my son. Yeah. By far. Um, he is secure, competent, focused, confident, creative, curious. I mean cooperative, cheerful, 
he is just an amazing child. And he's not perfect by any means, but because he has been consistently shown respect, he is extremely respectful to the point where we get compliments on his behavior literally everywhere we go. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. He is able to speak with adults. Um, he's able to speak to other children. He's able to interact with babies. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves babies. He just <laughs> like, you know, can't get enough of them. Um, and these are the characteristics of a Rai child. And most parents of Rai children will tell you the same thing. Right. My child is confident and curious and resourceful and, you know, self-directed. Um, self-motivated those Mm -hmm. are the the rye philosophies and the methods just fostered those those skills and those um yeah those uh traits yes yeah um and we were talking kim and i were talking before we started recording and i was saying that uh because Kimberly will post pictures of her son mm-hmm. um, for Via the Village and then also for herself. And uh, and I follow her on all the things. <laughs> um, and Thank you. And I was saying that um, even in pictures it comes across yes. that your son is so engaged yes. in whatever he's doing mm-hmm. and uh, and you can you can just tell that he's very present yes. in that moment, and it's it's really wonderful. And it, I've I I haven't met him yet, and I hope to someday. But <laughs> yes, you will but have yeah. to meet him. But it, even in pictures, he knows about you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell him I said hello. I will. <laughs> um, awesome. So, and then what have some of your greatest learning moments been? So things that maybe redirected yourself yeah so definitely when my son was an infant Mm -hmm. I I I like to say that I stumbled into gentle parenting (laughs) um you know I I knew about it uh like I said from my um former nanny family and I had done you know the initial research and then when I had my own son I was like, okay, I get it. I know what to do, but like, this is real life and (laughs) I'm exhausted and I'm cranky and my body hurts and, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not getting social interaction (laughs) and like, this is really hard. Yeah. And one of the things that I found to be the most difficult was I would forget to treat my son like a person. Yeah. And I would, you know, it was like I was going through the motions. Mm -hmm. And it only took a couple of times of me trying to rush through a diaper change and him being so incredibly resistant and just so angry at me. (laughs) Like, what in the world is going on right now? This is not how we do things, Mom. Yeah, (laughs) this is not okay with me. That I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, I need to slow down. I need, uh, there's a a quote. I have uh, quotes printed mm-hmm. and pasted all around my house. Uh, things that I want to remember yeah. um, throughout the day. And one of them uh, is soften and connect. Mm-hmm. 
And it's something that I have to remind myself of. Even, you know, it, it's not, rye is not something that you're going to get perfect all the time. Right. Rye is something you have to continuously practice. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm having a moment where I'm, you know, where my primitive brain takes over <laughs> and says, you know, I'm the parent and you're the child and you're going to do what I say, I think soften and connect. Mm-hmm. Stop take a minute, breathe, soften, and then connect. So connect to me means looking at my child and saying, oh, there you are. I see you. Yeah. And it's just this magical moment that I can't get enough of (laughs) during the (laughs) day. It's just so fantastic. And for your child you know, or the child in your care to know that you see them, you will see a change in them. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. Yeah, it really is. And, and at any, you know, no matter the child's age, mm-hmm. when a child sees that you see them and that you actually take the time to stop and really notice them and want to connect then your whole relationship changes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as as any human at any right. age, like when when we have those moments, yes, it's, it's really magical. Mm-hmm. And for a child, I can't imagine a more magical thing. Right, <laughs> right. And imagine that happening over and over and over throughout the day. Yeah. Um, it just helps to build that child's sense of self. Mm-hmm. which is, you know, the foundation of Rye. Right, right. And the foundation of becoming a, a adult that yes, can handle... Yes, successful. Their, yeah. <laughs> yes, they independent adult. Whatever life throws exactly. at them. Exactly, yes. Um, okay, so this is for doubters out yes. there. Bring but, it on. <laughs> but, like, what if the kid's being really bad? <laughs> like, really bad. And I'm saying it in that voice because I'm yes. being somewhat facetious. Yes. But also, like, what if they are? <laughs> right. <laughs> so there is a fantastic book that uh, truly, I believe, should be given to parents in the hospital. Yeah. Um, and should be given to nannies on their first day of, you know, nanny work. Um, it's by Janet Lansbury, and it's called No Bad Kids, uh, Toddler Discipline Without Shame. Yes. Oh, so I'm in. Yes. (laughs) Janet believes that there's no such thing as a bad kid. Mm -hmm. There are only children who have unmet needs. Mm -hmm. There are children who are struggling and they need help. Mm -hmm. And it's our job as the caregiver to figure out what it is they're struggling with. And to help them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so children want nothing more than to please the adults in their life. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be quote unquote bad. Right. They don't want to push our buttons. They don't want to misbehave. They just want us to love them unconditionally. So when a child is being bad, uh, you know, and I, I don't like yeah. that term, but when a child is <laughs> we being... We can hear the air Yeah, quotes. yeah. <laughs> when a child is being bad... It's our job to figure out what we can do 
to help them mm-hmm. either meet that need or deal with the disappointment of not being able to meet that need right. or not being able to meet that need immediately. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to remember one of my favorite quotes goes, the child who needs the most love will ask for it in the most unloving ways. Yes. So that kid that's being really bad really needs love. <laughs> they yeah. really need help. They mm-hmm. really need understanding and someone to say, I see you and I hear you and I'm here for you. What can I do to make this better? Yeah. Yeah. And that is... Um, And then I have, I just posted it on Chronicles of Nania, but it was from the Gottman Institute. Yes. Um, And it was, uh, thinking of your child as behaving badly disposes you to think of punishment. Thinking of your child as struggling to handle something difficult encourages you to help them through their distress. Correct. And so I really liked that um, way of framing it. Yes. And it is, it is a mind shift. Yeah. For parents. Um, often I will hear parents complaining, you know, oh, my kid's being such a brat today. They're just, you know, they're doing this to me. They're, mm-hmm. you know, um, they're doing this on purpose. Right. Well, in a way they are. You know, children are very good at learning our triggers. Yes. They <laughs> constantly observe us. It's their job. Mm-hmm. It's what they do. They're very good at it. And if they have an unmet need, they're going to figure out how to get it met. Right. And a very easy way to do that is to push buttons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you can look at that not as my kid is being bad or misbehaving or being a brat or, you know, being an expletive, you know, that right. some parents like to call their kids because yeah. they think it's cute and funny. Um, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Um, you look at it as my child needs help and how can I help them Mm -hmm. and not my child is being naughty and needs to be punished. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, just a little example from recently in my nanny world, uh, the older of the two kids that I'm with, um, when, he gets home from school some days, I can just see it all over him. Yes. He's tired. Yes. He's had to share and mm-hmm. listen and mm-hmm. be and engaged behave. and yes. behave all day. And he comes home and he really struggles to play nicely with his brother. Yes. And so I've started offering him some independent playtime yes. in a space And then I say, I will play with your younger brother Mm -hmm. and you can go play in this space uh, by yourself for however long you need. Mm -hmm. And just doing that, it's usually about 20 minutes. Yes. Is all he needs. Mm -hmm. And then he can come back down. And then he is ready to engage (laughs) and yeah, be involved. But just Uh, figuring that out because I was like, why are you just picking fight after fight after fight? I used to have the same issue with uh, the seven and nine year old, the nine year old, uh, every day after school, as soon, I mean, sometimes we wouldn't even be all the way through the front door and she would be picking a fight with her younger sister. And I finally, you know, caught on to the fact that 
she's stressed out. Mm-hmm. Fourth grade is hard. It is. <laughs> Friendships are hard. Yeah. You know, behaving is hard. It, keeping it all together, you know, for mm-hmm. eight hours a day. It's a lot for a nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. And she was let, She was trying to let me know mm-hmm. that she needed space. She needed her little sister to not be in her space (laughs) and in her face and you know will you play with me when you do this you know I want to tell you about this like she needed time to herself to unwind so we started implementing uh slime time basically (laughs) where she got to go to the art area and play with slime uh, which is her favorite thing in the world to do that's very Um, popular among nine-year-old girls (laughs) for 10 to 20 minutes and then we would have a snack and she would be like back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> and it was amazing. Yeah, it really is amazing it, to just listen and, right. and listen and observe. And observe. And, yeah. And I, try and figure out and the needs. Sometimes get them involved. Right. Especially right. when they're older. Yeah, for sure. I like, love asking. I, I see that you are are struggling right now or you seem uncomfortable or unhappy mm-hmm. what do you think what do you think's going on yeah how can I help you yeah. that's one of my favorite phrases with uh the seven-year-old that I nanny for uh struggles with anxiety issues mm-hmm. and uh she has a lot of well-meaning adults in her life who try and fix everything Mm -hmm. for her or to try and diminish her feelings and tell her it's not that bad you you don't need to worry about that um my philosophy with her has been to ask what can I do to help how can I help you right now yeah um what do you need Mm -hmm. to feel better and she is very good about Mm -hmm. telling me how I can help and what she needs. And sometimes it's to say, could you please go away and right. shut my door <laughs> and I need time to myself. And I'm like, absolutely. Yes. We all need time to ourselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, will you play a game with me? And mm-hmm. sometimes it's, you know, I feel like I really need a snack. Yep. Absolutely. I can help with that. <laughs> um, you know, but, and uh, one giant misconception about Rye is that because Rye doesn't use punishment, uh, people think that it is a, a form of permissive uh, caregiving. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you, you don't use punishment? Well, your kids just, you know, must just be jerks all the time and do whatever <laughs> they want and, you know, run the whole house. Like, I'm not going to raise my kid like that. But it's not, you know, yeah. it's not like that. It's, you still set limits constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the nine-year-old, for example, if she uh, is frustrated after school and she gets a a tone in her voice, I will remind her, it's not okay to speak to me that way. Could you please change your tone? Mm -hmm. And then once she does, I can say, it seems like you're feeling a little stressed out right now. Like, what can I do to help? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not, how dare you speak to me that way? Go to your room. You know, you're not being dismissive of a child's feelings just because they're not perfect. Just because they make mistakes, they're still learning. You know, they're still learning how to get along with other people. Yeah. We all are. Right, exactly. (laughs) And adults, you know, struggle with this too. And it's just, it's our job as the educators to teach them how to do that in a respectful way. Yeah. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Um, So let's say a nanny is listening to this or a parent 
and is like, oh, I love this. I want to know more because there's books and books. We Mm -hmm. can't possibly cover everything about rye in this podcast. Uh, What are some, you've mentioned some along the way. Yes. um, But what are some resources? So uh, a great place to start is Mm rye.org, which is... uh, talks about the Rye principles and talks about uh, educaring and has resources for parent education classes and um, just, you know, information in general uh, about everything Rye. And just a reminder, Mm -hmm. Rye is R-I-E. Correct, yes, (laughs) R-I-E dot org. Uh, There are several um, authors who have written books about Rye. One of my favorites is by... uh, Deborah Carlisle Solomon. It's called Baby Knows Best, Raising mm-hmm. a Confident and Resourceful Child the Rye Way. Um, it's one that I read when my son was very small. Um, when my son became a toddler, uh, Janet Lansbury's No Bad Kids book mm-hmm. is fantastic. Um, Peaceful Parents, Confident Kids, which is a book uh, and now comes in workbook form, which Ooh. is wonderful and I own and have actually started going through and I love it Um, but it is also a Facebook page um, and a website so that's a great one to check out Um, there are there's actually a Facebook group called Rye Nannies Um, and another one which is for nannies and parents um, who don't so there is the the large Rye group which Forgive me because it recently changed his name. It used to be called Rye Raising Babies Magda's Way. Okay. Um, I'm not certain what it's called now, uh, but that group is for like the hardcore Rye followers. Right. So if you come in and you start talking about baby led weaning, they're going to shut you down. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, or if you come in and, and talk about um, rocking your baby to sleep, they're going to say, that's not how we do things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are more interested in a rye-ish approach, uh, there is a group called Toasted Rye <laughs> um, that is more laid back, mm-hmm. um, and they will give you more like the gist of rye, but without all of the, the rules. Right. Um, another great uh, resource is Lisa Sunbury, who is an author uh, her website website is regardingbaby.org. Okay. She also has a book uh, called Regarding Baby and um, a Facebook page as well. And then uh, Magda Gerber has written uh, many books, my favorite being uh, Dear Parents, Caring for Infants with Respect. Um, it's a very quick read. Mm-hmm. It's very um, engaging. And if you can find it on Audible, um, or even Janet's book, No Bad Kids, if you can find that on Audible. Um, you would highly really, recommend really that. Really, yeah. really fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially for people, you know, busy nannies and parents who don't have time to sit down with a book. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yep. I love me some Audible. Yes. <laughs> I'm also an auditory learner, so. Nice. Yeah. It's helpful. Um, awesome. Those all sound like great places to to start and immerse yourself if this is something that is speaking to you and you're interested in. Um, And I do think that uh, trying some of these as you learn more or 
if you are like, I listen to this podcast and I feel good about incorporating some of these things. Right. Or I already some. do a lot of these things. Yeah. And this exactly. is very natural to me. Yeah. So, uh, you know, incorporate some of these things and then leave the things that don't work right. for you. Right. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's why I, I like to say I'm right-ish. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's, um, it's a philosophy and you take what works and you leave what doesn't. And, you know, that's what makes for a, a good caregiver. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what works and what doesn't will differ from child to child. Right. And that's one of, you know, the important things to keep in mind is that not every style will work with every child, but every child will respond to respectful caregiving. Yes. And every child will respond to being seen Correct. and heard. Yes. I mean, that's like need number one. Yes. <laughs> is, is, yeah, am I, am I being heard? Right. Um, wonderful. Well, is there anything that we didn't get to? You're like, oh, man, I wish we had talked about. Oh, um, with my nanny kids and with my son, we talk a lot about body autonomy, mm -hmm. uh, which is something that Rye suggests, you know, it's basically something you incorporate from the beginning of a child's right. life when they are a newborn. Um, you don't pick up a child without asking. You always let them know what you're going to do before you do it. Um, with my son, for example, we talk about body autonomy. Um, we always ask him before we pick him up. We always ask him, can I have a hug? Mm -hmm. We don't, you know, swoop him up. We don't pick him up from behind. That's not respectful. You wouldn't right. do that to an adult you know, you shouldn't do that to right. a child. Um, we want him to know that his body is his. He's in charge of it. If he doesn't want to hug grandma, he doesn't have to. We're not going to force him. Um, we teach him to listen to his instincts. If he doesn't want to interact with an adult when we're in the supermarket, we don't force it. Yeah. Um, we don't make excuses. You know, we just, we talk to the adult yeah. <laughs> instead, you know, um, we don't, there's no reason to make him feel embarrassed or say, Oh, he's shy. You know, um, we let him follow his instincts when it comes to people, when it comes Which to, is so important. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, we respect him when he tells us no or stop. Um, you know, we like to rough house. Mm -hmm. Rough housing is very important for children, for their brain development, for their body development, um, physical closeness, emotional support, you know, everything. Um, but if we're tickling him or, you know, um, roughhousing with him and he says, stop, we stop mm -hmm. and we take his words very seriously. We want him to know that when he says no, that that's it. Yep. And the same, you know, on the flip side, if we say no or stop, we expect him to respect that from us as well mm -hmm. and respect that from any you know from anyone right um it's only fun if both parties are having fun yes exactly. and that's important um we also another uh thing about rye is um letting kids struggle a little bit yeah it's important for kids to struggle. It's important for kids to build resilience. It's important to not always swoop in to rescue your child. Um, I have a 
a video on my Facebook page of my son when he was about 14 months old climbing up a ladder at the park and going down the slide by himself. And I was amazed at the number of people that commented like, I can't believe you let him do that by himself. Like, you know, right. That's dangerous. Yeah. I was right there. I was spotting him. I was aware, you know, I, but I had full confidence in his abilities because I have been watching him learn to climb (laughs) for, you know, many months. Um, I was confident in his balance because we did not ever, um, walk him around. Mm -hmm. He always had that body autonomy. Um, if he couldn't do something by himself, we didn't help him do it. He, Mm -hmm. we let him do things when he was ready. So, um, you know, of course now at age three and a half, he's, um, taking the step stool from the kitchen and pulling it over to the freezer and getting popsicles for himself. (laughs) (laughs) But at least he's independent. Yes. (laughs) And we do now have a lock on our freezer. Excellent. (laughs) You should tell him all he has to do is give you one too. And then it's fine. (laughs) You're like, wait, you didn't get me one. Yes, just share. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And something in that um, blog post that I read, uh, she was talking about how uh, when she went to the playground with her kids and one of them climbed up something yes, and then got kind of high and realized that they were nervous or scared right. or whatever. Right. Um, and so, and because she was observing, mm-hmm. um, mindfully observing, she was right there and said, what if you put your foot here right. but didn't go over and right. take her kid mm-hmm. down or yeah it, it, it's it's very important I we were at the playground one time uh there was a a dad there with his three uh older kids my son was two at the time and I had the the older kids were climbing up this very tall ladder that kind of twisted and was you know kind of challenging to get up uh and probably about eight nine feet off the ground yeah and my son was watching the kids go up and down watching and watching and watching and finally he said mama I want to do it and I said (laughs) if do you think you can and he said yes I said okay I think you can too and he sure enough climbed all the way up to the top and the the dad came over and he said how old is he Mm-hmm. I said, um, he's two. And he goes, wow, I come to this park several times a week. I have never seen a mom let, most of the moms are like trying everything they can to keep their kids away from that thing. Right. Good for you for letting him, you know, explore his boundaries. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> That's what a nice thing to say. Yeah. And, you know, I thought when he came over to say, how old is he, that he was going to say something, you know. Lecture you. Right, or, yeah. exactly. Like, don't you think he's a little young for that? You know, that's kind of high up. And But, you know, I, I trusted my son and mm-hmm. I, I did the same thing. You know, he did get stuck and he said, Mama, I don't know what to do. And I said, you know, try moving one hand here and put your foot over to the other side. And, you know, he did it. And yeah. he 
was so proud of himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he did it by himself. Yeah. Which what a wonderful feeling that yes. uh, that we can deny kids for a long yes. time. Yeah. <laughs> right. By by just by not trusting them yeah. to know what their bodies can do. Yeah, exactly. That's that's wonderful. And yeah, and I love Body autonomy is uh, something near and dear to my heart, yes. so mm-hmm. um, I I totally agree with that aspect wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and we've talked before. I know we talked in the M- Manny's episode. I'm pretty sure because um, Parker is big on this mm-hmm. uh, about when we're leaving, like a play group or whatever. The nannies always suggest different ways of saying goodbye Uh so and we do it every time every day Mm -hmm. you know do you want to hug do you want to high five do you want to just wave at each other how would you like to say goodbye yeah handshake (laughs) yeah and uh and the kids end up having fun picking what they feel like that day right every now and again we get a I want to do it all (laughs) and then (laughs) goodbye takes five minutes but that's fine yeah yeah (laughs) Because they're in charge. Right. So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, wonderful. Uh, anything else? I don't think so. Yeah. That was that was wonderful. And I, I've i got several books added to my list now because yes. I'm fascinated. <laughs> and yeah. I'd, I'd like to learn more. Um, wonderful. Well, we... Uh, actually, before we have a fun story... Yes. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Via the Village. Yes. So uh, just a quick refresher. What is Via the Village? Sure. <laughs> so Via the Village is a website and a soon-to-be-released uh, app yeah. that is going to help facilitate nanny shares and match families with other families looking for nanny shares and uh, also match those families with nannies. Um, it will also help families find uh, nannies exclusively for their family. So if you're not interested in a nanny share, you can still use Via the Village. Um, uh, There are many great features that Via the Village has that I feel set us apart from other uh, nanny search uh, platforms. Mm -hmm. One of them is the uh, search function where you can look for other parents uh, in your area. If you're a parent, you can look for other parents nearby um, for play dates or kitty carpools or backup care, um, friendships. If you are a nanny, you can find other nannies close by for the same things. Yeah. Um, you can have uh, a backup buddy. So if you have to call in sick one day, you can call your backup buddy and say, you know, hey, can you um, take my little one today? Um you can, you know, find nannies for play dates and meetups and get togethers, nanny nights out, yeah. um, all that kind of things. Uh, Via the Village has a online forum where nannies and parents can interact together, um, ask each other questions, uh, get information from each other. Uh, it's been a really great resource. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's fairly active at this point, even though we haven't launched yet. So that's yeah. really exciting. Um, we also have a community blog mm-hmm. um, where we have featured uh, blog writers, but we also have uh, community uh, and guest bloggers yeah. who are both nannies and parents. Some are nannies and parents, uh, <laughs> nanny moms. Um, we 
are looking actually right now for guest bloggers uh, for Via the Village. So if you are interested in trying out being a guest blogger and uh, want to try to write something uh, that would be featured on Via the Village, you can contact Kim at viathevillage.com and uh, check out viathevillage.com and our blog space, read through some of the articles. um, And yeah, throw your hat in the ring because we're always looking for different points of view um, and different voices to to help build our community. Yeah, and something that I really appreciate about Via the Village uh, is that it is, there's you as the nanny consultant are um, actively advocating for nannies and for parents. Everyone's getting their needs met, much like Rye. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that it... I feel in some of the other ones, the nanny voice gets so lost yes. in the in the business of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and via the village, I, I feel a nanny can really express concerns and be heard um, and respected. Yeah. So um, one of the the great things about via the village, our uh, CEO and founder Emily Luange is actually a nurse by trade. Mm -hmm. Um, She has had several nannies in the past. She has two kids and she's done nanny shares um, in the past as well. And she really just genuinely, she has a caregiver's heart. So she feels for nannies and she wants to help elevate the nanny profession. So it was really, really wonderful. And one of the reasons, one of the main reasons I, I was so excited to get involved with Via, Via the Village is because of that, um, you know, to have a CEO that understands and wants to help nannies and not just, you know, because, you know, let's be honest, you make money off the parents. The parents right. are the ones that pay for the sites. The the nannies usually don't. Right. So um, the nannies kind of take a back seat on some of the other platforms. That's not uh, what we're trying to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really love that about it. So yeah. uh, so if you haven't checked it out yet, check it out on Facebook um, and uh, email in if you've got a blog idea. Yes, check us out on Instagram also uh, yeah. at Via the Village and uh, face, our Facebook page is Via the Village. We also have for uh, specifically for nannies we have a Via the Village volunteer page yeah. uh, that I think Martha you yep. are in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and basically if you're a nanny who wants to help elevate the profession uh, search for Via the Village volunteers you can ask to join and uh, see what you can do to uh, help us in spreading the word. Yeah, wonderful. Well, okay, so now we end each episode with a fun or uplifting story, and Kim has brought one. Yes. So I mentioned I uh, nanny for two girls, Mm -hmm. seven and nine. Uh, One day after school, we were sitting around eating our snack, and the seven-year-old said, hey, Kim, did you know that when you drink water, you're actually drinking dinosaur pee? I learned that in school today, and that's why I never drink water. It's so gross. And I said, hmm, that's interesting. It does make sense, but since about 60% of our bodies are water, it's a good idea to drink as much water as possible, you know, to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. And the nine-year-old says, wait a minute. So that means our bodies are 60% dinosaur pee. 
And that was my reaction. Yep. I laughed so hard. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's a and good point. Yeah, and yes, <laughs> they are. Yeah. If you think about it that way, our bodies are 60% dinosaur pee. <laughs> it's kind of the uh, less romantic, uh, we are all star stuff. Yeah. Exactly. We are mostly dinosaur pee. <laughs> yeah, we are we are mostly dinosaur pee. Great. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly. This was wonderful. Yes, thank you for having me. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.